weekday. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, I read something this morning at about 2.30, and I thought, why would this even be necessary? There's so much on our minds. There's so much to do. Why would we even have to look at something like this? There's a congressman who is pushing a bill to keep stimulus aid away from illegal immigrants. Why, why would you need that? I don't, I don't even understand it. That no one illegal should be eligible for anything. Shouldn't be eligible for driver's licenses. Of course, shouldn't be eligible to vote. Shouldn't be eligible for uh, Social Security, for, for anything. I mean, I, I don't want to uh, upset you, but illegals actually receive tax refunds when they pay no taxes. There's that scheme going on as well. This just, this all has to be buttoned down. Senator Tom Cotton introduced something uh, early this, this, I was going to say last month, thinking it's June already, but it's not June until Monday. Earlier this month, he introduced it in the Senate. And he said it's introduced legislation to ensure taxpayers aren't bailing out states and localities that are setting up programs to send COVID-19 cash payments to illegal immigrants. Quote, with more than 40 million Americans out of work, it is unfair to send hard-earned tax dollars to non-citizens who entered our country illegally. I mean, it's, it's true. This is Ken Buck, who's a great member of Congress from Colorado. But why would this even be necessary? Here's the act. The No Bailouts for Illegal Aliens Act is meant to block any funding for illegal immigrants who didn't get stimulus checks from the CARES Act when it passed this March. In April, you might remember California Governor Gavin Newsom, who for the most part we we have complimented for doing a very good job. You think about how few cases they've had for how many they could have had. But he was blocking out $75 million to just give it to 150,000 illegal immigrants. No, no, no. I'm a very compassionate man. But if you're here wrongfully, you don't get to benefit. According to California Department of Social Services, the program gives, quote, an undocumented adult. Now, you have to understand, your illegal alien is their undocumented superhero. Quote, the program gives an undocumented adult who qualifies a one-time payment of $500 and up to $1,000 for each household. Quote, we need to prioritize the American people by making sure taxpayers are not subsidizing blue states' plans to give cash payments to illegal immigrants. I'm telling you right now, the Democrats, once again, we, we stood by and we watched as they absolutely, positively, successfully commandeered education. They own it. Hook, line, and stinker. They're rewriting the history books. They're, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. 
They've got it locked down, buttoned up. And I'm telling you right now, they're on their way in terms of the Democrat permanent majority, I call it. I don't know why more people don't see it. But the Democrat permanent majority is getting closer by the day. Arizona is tipping. There's a very good chance that President Trump could lose Arizona. They, I, and you got to give the Democrats credit. Uh, they did it when they ran Van Drew as a Democrat in District 2, although Van Drew had positioned himself to make that run. I don't give Democrats any credit for his run because he was, he was marking, he was biding his time, he was waiting strategically, could have challenged Lobiondo a couple of times, may even have been able to beat Lobiondo on two occasions over the years. But at the time, you'd have to decide it didn't look that way. So Van Drew was smart. He waited his time, and he prevailed. But in many districts, Democrats put perceived, now, of course, they governed very differently, perceived moderates who campaigned like Trump and won their seats. Let's see how they do in their reelection year. But the Democrats, they're pretty smart. Uh, I forget the guy's name. I know it when I hear it. He's an identical twin. They're both astronauts. And one of them, I believe, is it the husband of Gabby Gifford? One of them is running against Martha McSally. Martha McSally would probably beat just about any Democrat that they would put up against her. But this guy is an astronaut. He's really likable. He's very good on camera. He's not he's not he's not ugly or anything. He's not but he's not particularly attractive. But but he's not hideous or anything, so don't get me wrong. And why do you bring that up? Because I'm telling you, since John F. Kennedy and the tele television age, what you look like matters. If you look like a troll, you're not winning much. That's not not to be unkind. I'm just telling you like it is. If JFK, with his resume, looked like LBJ, uh, or pick anybody, Ross Perot, he doesn't win the presidency. If television age didn't connect right during that campaign, he doesn't win. That's why everyone that heard debates... Content-wise, all said President Nixon won. But if you saw the debate, you said that Kennedy won. Nixon was ashen, crazy-looking, sweating, after a 5 o'clock shadow, didn't wear makeup. I think Kennedy tricked him. He said, no, no, I don't wear any makeup. Kennedy was dolled up. I mean, he looked magnificent. Kennedy's cross-legged there, looking like... Errol Flynn. I mean, it's amazing. And he wins. So if you don't think that that matters, then that's up to you. I'm telling you that it does. If Nixon looked like a wishnik, I'm sorry, if, if Kennedy looked like a wishnik doll, he's never the president. And if you think about it, his resume... When Dan Quayle compared, and Lloyd Benson 
said, I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. And you're no Jack Kennedy. Oh, and it just made a fool out of Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle wasn't lying. His resume was very commensurate with JFK. Very much so. Both have been on the defense committee. Both of them have been a senator for a period of time. Very, very similar. In fact, John F. Kennedy's uh, resume to be president was very thin. Let's be honest. It was. But make the comparison. Oh, but yeah, it really does matter. Matters quite a bit. President Trump said last night that he'd like to get rid of his whole Twitter account. Now, I know he means that. He's got 80.4 million followers. He is the leader in the world in terms of numbers of followers on social media platforms. But something we've been telling you about for years and that it would intensify during the last six months before the election. Yeah, I know. Call me Pocket Kreskin. What can I tell you? But it's true. Uh, people ask me, how do I know these things? It, and it's, it's easy. All you have to do to know what somebody is going to do is just look, look at them, look at their philosophy of governance, and you'll know. I know what Joe Biden's going to do every time. You just know. If you know someone, you know what to look for, you can foresee these things in advance. They're not, they're not mystical uh, crystal ball predictions. They're, they're very fact-based. And I knew it. And, and I'm telling you right now, and we've been right every... Not only, not only have we been right every step of the way, we've been scary, right? I'm talking red, dead, center, bullseye. Center of the bullseye. That's how correct we've been. And this is the way they started. They do the first fact check. Now they ghost one of uh, President Trump's posts, and it's going to get worse. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Your calls begin in four minutes. They set fires, smashed windows, and looted stores. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The third and most violent night yet. A protest in Minneapolis, angry over the death of a black man, with a white officer caught on video kneeling on his neck. Lots of lawlessness and chaos going on right now. Thick black smoke in the air. Uh, the smell of smoke for really just miles. Fox's Matt Fence is one of the buildings burning is a police precinct. We have seen the National Guard here. In fact, uh, there were many of them, uh, soldiers were here not long ago, and they were doing their best to maintain order here. And the Minneapolis National Guard said that it has sent in 500 officers uh, in this area. That's a Minneapolis mayor now. Jacob Fry calls it unacceptable. Can't be tolerated. President Trump tweeted the mayor is showing a total lack of leadership. Donald Trump knows nothing about the strength of Minneapolis. We are strong as hell. Something else the president tweeted got flagged and is now hidden on his page. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. 
Dave calling protesters and rioters in Minneapolis thugs. The president tweeted they told Minnesota's governor that the military is with him all the way, adding, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Twitter flagged the message, saying it violated the platform's rules about glorifying violence. The site also flagged two other tweets from President Trump this week. The latest flag comes a day after the president signed an executive order aimed at curbing legal protections for social media platforms. Dave? Well, Rachel, the protest extended to other cities from New York to Denver. Colorado's governor called it a very sad night to see the protests in his state devolve into violence and vandalism. And seven people were shot in the demonstrations in Louisville. In Ogden, Utah, a police officer was murdered. Another wounded responding to a wife's call about her threatening husband, who was later found dead in the home. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. This week's warmth and humidity peak today. Temperatures range from the sticky 60s this morning to a steamy 79 this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies and a chance for a pop-up shower or thunderstorm. One more push of showers and storms tonight. It's still going to be muggy with a low of only 68. And then tomorrow will clear to sunshine with falling humidity. Still warm for your Saturday at 82, then 72 on Sunday with sunshine and a refreshing breeze. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Four minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning and welcome to our final broadcast of the month of May when we return. It will be June. During the break, I saw that a very devoted listener wrote, What is a wishnik? And it's uh, simple. A wishnik is a troll doll. I think probably around the 1960s, something like that. Maybe even old, they're older than that. But um, they're little tiny, like babies, and they've got that troll-looking face and big hair. Big, I mean, big hair. And usually in pastel, very bright colors, purplish and stuff like that. Uh, Wishnik is uh, synonymous with troll doll. Question asked, question answered. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. This is Fred uh, 
pretty gloomy, sir. Hey, Fred. How are you doing today? Good, Fred. Good. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about, I know we spoke about this before, about hydrochloroquine. Yeah. And the use of that. Last night on uh, Fox News, they had a study by Yale. They did, they did five studies by Yale. Uh, this Dr. Harry Resch, uh, the lead epidemiologist at Yale, uh, found that the efficacy and safety of hydrochloroquine with, with uh, erythromycin and with or without zinc uh, showed that it was safe to use and uh, it's given before, after someone becomes is, is symptomatic with the disease, uh, it is like a 50 percent chance, old chance of someone surviving and not having uh, ill effects uh, of the disease. Uh, this this Dr. William Grace was on last night also on TV, and uh, it was amazing. This just 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 the the uh, uh, just just the thing that the president was talking about. Uh, that he that he probably had this information, but it wasn't verified. But now it's verified. But th- th- this would be big news on on all the channels. No, no. Uh, you, and Fred, you know it will never be. They never admit they're wrong. They never let anything stand in the way of their agenda. If Barack Obama brought up that hydroxychloroquine uh, is good, the media would love him for it. President Trump brings it up. They have to turn it into a political contest every single time. The president took it for two weeks. He did fine with it. He's done taking it. He took it for two weeks because he had been around uh, close uh, proximity to some people that had COVID-19 or who had tested positive, at least for the coronavirus. And the media, as you know, went crazy about it and made it like it's a death sentence. Now, of course, as you know, the FDA approved it 65 years ago. It's used very safely. But as you know, you're in the medical field with with um, all the trials that they do. They document people who had adverse reactions to it. So if you have comorbidities, bad heart, other things, then you don't take it. But if you consult with your doctor and your doctor says, hey, this is something that you, you can tolerate and you'll do well with it, uh, and it could help save your life, then you do it. But instead of being honest, the media purposely is dishonest. And, and Fred, that's not the only study on hydroxychloroquine. The media got a lot of um, yahooing when the, uh, the WHO said that they were suspending their trial because they wanted to, they didn't, they, they just ended it right there. Oh, suspend their trial. Oh. They said they want to look at it, uh, take another look at it. But you know that was all political. Yes, Harry. There's no uh, doubt. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci yesterday was on uh, MSNBC, and uh, he was still touting the, uh, the, the danger of using hydrochloroquine and uh, erythromycin. Uh, when this study came out, and he, he knew about this study, and he's still, still to this day, doing the same thing, using it as a political punt uh, ball, punting it around. Uh, there's 2,000 people a day being killed uh, in America by this disease. And to stop it, it this, this, this drug is, is available and, and should be widely used now. Uh, by the time 
uh, he, he says, well, you can wait until September uh, to see what happens. Uh, but by that time... Hey, Fred, let me, do me a favor. If you could help me with this, I don't think this would be too hard to find. You said 2,000 people a day die from COVID-19, and I've been tracking it because I do all these COVID-19 updates uh, for our six radio stations, so I'm on top of this stuff. How many people die when you're a country of 328 million people? How many people die every day and it's not COVID-19? I'm not sure. I don't know. Do you think it's thousands? Uh, I'd say probably. Yeah, I would gu- I'm going to guess it is. Uh, but it's just so amazing. Now I realize this this is serious and we've been we've been fair and square with it. We've been compliant. And we've accepted it's a sticky, it's it's a new, it's a novel uh, virus, and that that especially if you're older, if you have certain other comorbidities, it's it's um, potentially very very serious, very fatal. Most people uh, do recover. I think right now the World Health Organization, the CDC, and other organizations have said that it's right now about a 0.3 mortality rate, which means it's a 99.7 percent not mortality rate, but it doesn't get covered like that, Fred. Correct. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to find out how many people die every day that we never hear about. And we also know that there are people dying, and they're just throwing them in. Okay, he died. Okay, he the COVID too, right there. COVID. No, he didn't have COVID. It's all right. He's in there now. I, I think there's crooked numbers. I don't trust any of it. Mm-hmm. I can understand that, Harry. Uh, but in, in, in this case, since we have a disease that's, that's so sticky, as you would call it, uh, and there's, there's, there's something unsticky before it gets stuck to these people, uh, to any of us, yeah. uh, it becomes symptomatic. Really, uh, I, 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 uh, if, I had, if I had the disease, uh, I would be taking medicine. I'd force my doctor to get me the medicine. I don't, and I don't think you'd have to force your doctor. There, there's not a um, the narrative is nasty at the national level, but it's it's very collegial. Uh, I know people that have taken it. They they've taken it in advance. They've taken it if they've been infected. Uh, I haven't heard anybody that hasn't done well with it because nobody should take it if if you have a bad heart or some of the other reasons for not taking it. You wouldn't have a problem if 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 you if you're the right candidate. For a certain drug, you should do fine. You know that. Uh, I think this um, Remdesivir uh, also has a lot of promise. Uh, they're working very, very uh, hard on that right now. Uh, so hopefully by the time we would get towards the end of the year, we'll have therapies. We'll hopefully be close to a vaccine. Question for you, and then I have to run. In the latest polling data, 50% say they will take a vaccine 50 percent say they will not take a coronavirus a covid19 vaccine when that first vaccine is available will you take it most definitely yeah i'm going to take it too most definitely you know it's something that uh it's 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 a matter of life and death with this disease so you know you know you you, you know you know facts already uh and, and, and just say, and actually, Harry, the, the studies that are being the the, the, uh, the efficiency of, of the system now is inefficient at one time. The way they're doing this now, 
in Houston P and A. These these new uh, immunizations uh, should be uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I will tell you though that when the H1N1 first um, swine flu vaccine, I'm I'm guessing it would believe it or not, it was a different strain, but it was somewhere around the Vietnam War era time frame. Uh, I know someone that absolutely swears that it created problems for them, serious problems for them, including diabetes, that they were not um, probably going to have. And Fred, as I leave you, Brother Don Hurley, who you know well, just texted me, 8,000 people a day die, and 8,000 people a day have died every day for the past 20 years. Just thought mm-hmm. thought I'd just point that out. Fred, have a good, good day. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Can we get in one more call before the break? No, hang in there. Let's get the break in first. It's not long. It's Sean Hannity and a, and a very brief Hurley in the Morning Profit Center timeout, and then right back to your calls at 609-407-1450. In this order, you've held the longest, you've held the second longest, and you've held the third longest. That's how we play the game. You get on in the order that you call. 609-407-1450. Which means you'll be the one after that. Don't go away. 609-407-1450. It's early in the morning. Here's Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Life is precious. You know, the president, when he says we're one glorious nation under God, we're one united American family, he's right. We all are created in God's image. All of us are created in That's a life with that knee on the neck, and that life is now gone. And it didn't have to happen. It's sad. Look, I believe in peaceful protesting. Don't go looting stores, putting stores on fire. We, we have enough trouble with the economy, jobs lost, and it's it won't do any good. And the people that are the leaders, you've got to be leaders now. Protest all you want, you know. Right, you have a right and a, a righteous anger here, but that part of it has to not happen for everybody's sake. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Blinds.com wants to help you turn your home into even more of a sanctuary this summer and all year long by giving away a contact-free makeover worth over 2000 bucks and a free virtual professional interior design session. Just enter at Blinds.com for your chance to win. It's your dream bedroom makeover. Check out their special savings on all the top quality interior blind shades, shutters, and outdoor shades. No purchase necessary. Blinds.com for all the details. Rules, restrictions apply. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. 19 minutes past the hour. I am so looking forward to just taking call after call after call after call after call. I want to get in at least five or more calls 
before the end of this hour at 609-407-1450. Citizen Seth Grossman, the founder, the executive director of Liberty and Prosperity, will join us at 804. Uh, Seth is always interesting, informative uh, to visit with. I look forward to that. That's coming up. That'll be fun. And then the 9 o'clock hour, Gary Aldrich will get his take on uh, Minneapolis on fire right now. How bad must it be, Don P. Hurley, when the police don't feel it's safe to stay in their own precinct? The The third precinct police abandoned because of the mob and they they've lit the place on fire you know i've been asking this question for a number of years when a death occurs that people feel is in unjust why is the response to that lighting stores on fire of course after you rob them and mobs that because our democrat media is so corrupt and dishonest they call them protesters How are people that are breaking store windows, stealing the the goods from the stores, lighting fast food places on fire, uh, commandeering the police department and setting it on fire, chasing the police away, how bad must that be? I mean, the, the police were overridden by the mob. And how is that the reaction to what you believe is an unjust death? And on this occasion... I never saw Barack Obama move this quick. I mean, immediately President Trump said, I want an FBI investigation. What I saw, I don't like. How much more can you do? This is still America. You can't just go kill somebody. Well, they killed him. No, we're, we're a nation of laws. That, that's to be determined. Now, I will tell you, this prosecutor saying yesterday that, that because the U.S. attorney came out, and said, I don't, I don't think she handled it very well, to be honest, that, that we were hoping to make an announcement that we can't make. And then you hear the prosecutor say there's exculpatory evidence. Now, keep in mind, if there is exculpatory evidence and they do not charge Chauvin and probably even some of the others, because Chris Christie brought up a good point, I thought of it as well, uh, the other guys on the film, he didn't do anything. He just, he just stood there. He stood there, kept looking down at the Chauvin with his knee on, uh, what's his name, Uh, George Floyd's neck. Didn't do anything for all those minutes. There's some reporting out of the United Kingdom that there's exculpatory evidence. If there is exculpatory evidence, and if these individuals are not charged, oh, you think it's bad now. Oh. Oh, my God, I don't even want to think about it. I mean, it's baked in right now. This guy's got to hang, or they're going to burn the town down. Oh, wait a minute, they're already burning the town down. What am I saying? Anyhow, caller, you're on the air. Go. Well, thanks for taking my call, Harry, and it's hard to come on the air after that monologue. Um, What are you going to say? I'm still working on Baron Miguel Sacuna from a few (laughs) days ago. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, from the Isle of Malta. Baron Miguel Cicluna. Go ahead. <laughs> and the wish, Nick, tied yeah. together. You are an ancient encyclopedia. I know, uh, I know. I, you're, you're just, you're just okay. I, I'm beyond my years. 
I know you did the math since your text from Brother Don. That's three million, uh, just shy of three million a year. And I'm going to say it again on your air, live. The COVID death is one thirty second of one percent so far. One thirty second of one percent. I'm about to walk into a job if someone gives me a measurement to the thirty second. I'm going to hit him with a hammer. The whole thing is preposterous, and I'm done talking about it. You you hit the you hit the note about Jack uh, Kennedy, and just so you know, there's credible evidence that the lights changed over Nixon. They weren't the same lights Kennedy had, but that's another story. Wait, but you did talk about what people think about what people look like, and having just seen Michael Testa for the first time up in um, Point Pleasant Beach a few days ago, um, I'm going to tell you he needs to hook up with Jack Chodorelli, and the two of them together can light it up. Hey, you know what? Uh, governor and Lieutenant Governor Ticket. Lieutenant Governor Testa. With, I like without that. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, they are both personable. And I got to tell you, I was I was impressed with Testa. He thinks quick on his feet. He made some comments about Jersey muscle cars going by. And it just, he did it all off the cuff, and he was very good. Now, a lot of this stuff was repetition. Everyone had the same things to say. And I did not hear about the lawyer and Ian Smith going before a federal judge or not. They were supposed to do it on Tuesday. And I didn't hear anything about it. Of course, I don't stay in touch with it as much as you do. But I'd be very interested in hearing about that and about the cops leaving the precinct. Do you think they want to be the next Benghazi? Huh. I mean, if your governor isn't going to back your butt up, I'm out. I'm getting out of here. So, you know, these poor guys, they were, la- they were lambs to the slaughter. So they went home or they bugged out or wherever they went, but they're not going to be the next Benghazi. That's for sure. The quick, the quick update on Attila's gym, they did go to, uh, they appealed the decision because the Supreme Court of New Jersey, very late in the day, last Friday, they had no chance to respond. It was really, it, it was nasty the way that it was done. They, they it, it showed the... The, the power of home cooking when you, when you just have your foot on the scale and you, and you have the authority, the power to do these kinds of things. So they were easily able to get to the Supreme Court late on Friday to get their injunction. Then, of course, the owner said, hey, this is altogether different now. If I open now, I'm going to be charged criminally with with serious misdemeanors and things like that so it's a lot different than civil disobedience so he had to shut down but they have filed uh with an appellate court very good 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 i've been telling everybody you have to go federal because this state they backed up torcelli when torcelli couldn't run and it was too late to replace by any other uh law every standard ever done torricelli's name would have had to stay on the ballot but of course the supreme court had more democrats on it and and so they did the the replacement and and got away with it uh so you have to everything right now has to be done federally you have no chance you have no chance otherwise Harry, this state of New Jersey is a joke. Everyone knows it. But before I get off, and I know you have a lot of calls, not much scares me and not much bothers me. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what the Chinese government just said recently. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me. They want to settle this Taiwan issue peacefully if they can. And what that's a signal, that's a saber rattle. And that's a signal. They're going to take this SOB island over, whether anybody cares or not, and the president better wake up, because this will matter. Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Jimmy. Have a great day. 609-407-1450, open phone line.
Let's see. Oh, my gosh. I better go back. I Thank God I wrote down which lines, because if I touch the buttons, that's why sometimes someone says to me after the show, hey, I think I, I should have got on. If I let you know you're on, if I don't do it exactly right and another call gets in, you get put in the back of the queue. If I go right in the order and, and, and nothing else happens, it retains the order. Anyhow, I do know the order because I wrote it down. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Go. Hello and honor. Oh, no, show killer. Hey, good morning. And uh, truth and reconciliation. Uh, I know you're moving. I want to make this very brief. Now, I hear some people uh, complain. But it came to me, I was playing an old movie, and uh, um, you have there uh, MacFarlane, you know, the word be happy, and uh, Goldberg. And she was reciting this, and she was saying, friend Jeremy, first it came for the Jews. And then they came for the Italian. Then they came for blah, blah, blah. Now they're coming for the black. The point she made is, if we don't care what happened in certain situations, I'm not speaking just of this, then it happens all of power to close, control medicine. The veterans, we've been complaining about that all along. See, I don't get into this thing black and white, as I said before, in the families about what's right. It don't bother me. don't worry me. And nowhere I've been, I've fought. In this country, I really had no problem. I ain't never had no personal problem. There's things I didn't want to do. I explained that to people now. I was talking to insurance coverage, Clover. And I explained to them the situation of concern. If you have external and internal concern, no matter what they are, if you don't address them in an admiral manner, then you are hurting people. So look at what bothers people. And I'm hopefully uh, that the citizen understands that the life is not a film. But the problem is everybody don't have a chance. Not enough people have a chance in the media, people call it. You say it on television, but if you do a good job, you'll calm people down, Harry. Thank you. You'll talk when there's all of this. You, uh, I've tested you. You are right. Uh, it's not black and white. No matter. Willie, thank you. Uh, I am honored to have passed your test. I appreciate that. Believe me. I'm going to have a good weekend now, having having that, that knowledge. I appreciate it. When we come back in just a few minutes, you will be joining us next, and you will be right after that. We're just going to go away for a little bit. Plenty of open forum straight ahead. Citizen Seth Grossman at 8.04. Bob Progner uh, from Cape May, sometimes of Florida fame will join us at 8.35 after Seth. So Seth will do the first half of the hour, and Bob is going to do the second half of the hour. We'll get an update from both on what's on their mind, and you can check in right now as well because we'll have time to take at least one or more calls in addition to the two that I just shared with you uh, after we come back from the break. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. The clock has just struck the bottom of the hour. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. It's wide open forum, Hurley in the morning style. Sean Hannity. What is it about every bill Democrats now propose? They want immigration reform. They want amnesty. They want open borders. They want anybody to be able to vote. Whether you have an ID, you don't have an ID. They're always adding new Green Deal provisions. You know, by the, and they'll say to rebuild America. Yeah, they want basically socialism all across the country. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 weekday. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. A gentle lady wrote your humble, unassuming public hero early in the morning, and she was worried about the New Jersey Motor Vehicle offices not being open. So I explained to her that the governor has not announced the reopening date, but most everything is being extended until they do licenses, registration, and so on. So nobody has to worry about any of that. And then uh, the gentle lady wrote to me, but what if I, Harry Hurley, what if I bought a car? Oh, oh, privately. Hmm. That's a good question. I misread that. I thought they bought it from a dealer. Uh, my answer is still going to hold firm, but I'm going to look into it now. Remember, if you buy a car from someone, you'll get the title from them. Don't buy the car. If they don't, oh, I'll get you the title later. The bank hasn't sent me the title. It's real new. I own it, but but I don't have the title. No, no, no. If they don't have the title, you don't do the deal. And if, um, I, hold on, I got to write, I got to write her back. I I just caught something. I just let me just do this. I just re. It's the problem when you're doing five things at one time. Reread your post. I'll answer again. Okay. I I don't want to leave somebody hanging or with bad information. If you bought it from a dealer, you have the temporary registration and everything is fine. And if it's not open within the time of that temporary date that's put on the, the temporary license plates and the registration, it's going to be extended. Here's the other thing. If you get that card in the mail to redo your registration, I re-registered my car during the pandemic. It was easy. I just went, I always do it by the computer. And I'll tell you what I'm going to miss in about a year. They let you... Renew your license. It's called Skip the Line. I was so happy when I got that. I got this Skip the Line thing in the mail. They redid my license for whatever it is, four more years. I think it's four, right? Uh, I actually had that one year when they made it a five-year license. I just got lucky. But anyhow, but because after eight years you're going to look a little bit different, of course, unless you're hurling in the morning and you're the, the case of the curious Benjamin Button and you don't age or you age in reverse. Uh, because honestly, my picture would be the same and I'm recognizable eight years later. But they only let you do it once. And then you have to go into the motor vehicle and take a new picture. But then you could do the skip the line thing probably four years after that. It's, it's a good rule because if you don't go in for 8 or 12 or 16 years i mean it's it's going to look look like like your high school graduation photo so there there's no worry on any of the motor vehicle stuff you're not going to get a ticket for an expired this or that it's all been extended and if we get to the date and i think it initially was until the end of this month i'm sure the governor will extend it some more they're not going to you can't hurt people, say you can't go do it, and then you get a ticket for being unregistered or something like that. But just stay on top of all that, and I'll do my best to um, keep you apprised as well. But if you do a private sale, that is an interesting question because you don't have the card with the PIN number, so you won't be able to do it online, and then you won't be able to go to the motor vehicle. Uh, the car would be unregistered, would be my guess. I don't know how you could overcome that with the office being closed, uh, but I'll, I'll check into that. 
if Joe Cafaro or someone like that is listening, and you can throw me a lifeline on that. But I, I don't have any other way to process that in my mind other than if you did a private sale, you'd have the title. So you could show that you bought the car, but you wouldn't be able to register it. If you'd bought it from a dealer, you could, because they can do the the registration. If you, there were some left on the car you were trading in, you ultimately get a credit for that, and then your car would then have a new registration, the one you were buying from the dealer, whether it's used or new. Um, that's not a problem, but on a private sale, that's an interesting question. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Good. Great. Uh, when's the sun, when's the sun going to come out, man? Come on. I know. I've had it with this. I know. Gray, 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 all the time gray. Anyway, uh, these police departments around the country, I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm having a problem wrapping my head around this. Uh, I know probably more, just from being a local guy, more than half of the Atlantic City Police Department, Brother Don being one of them, okay? Mm -hmm. I could not imagine anyone taking over a precinct in Atlantic City. Let me tell you something right now, Harry. The first brick that went through the first storefront window, there would be a swarm of cars there so massive that they would shut that down in five minutes. Can you imagine the damage they've done to it, Matt? I mean, they set it on fire. They probably have destroyed records, computers. I mean, the damage must be un incredible, actually. And, Matt, give me a second. Give me the floor, because a friend of the program wrote me, and uh, Hero, I appreciate it. He wrote, but it is mandatory that you have to have insurance or you can be charged and go to jail if you have an accident with no insurance, and you can get insurance without a registration. So that that's good advice. I, I'm not going to give you a definitive here. If the gentle lady is listening, I don't know if she's listening because she wrote me on social media, but if you are listening, and this is a screen name with the name Mom in it, if you're if you're listening, Mom, if you bought the car privately and you called Shore Agency and you got it insured, you don't have registration yet because obviously the motor vehicle uh, offices are closed, the worst case scenario is you're driving an unregistered vehicle, but you would have insurance and you would have title. Your problems would be very, very minimum. And I don't know a police officer that would give you a ticket for not being registered when you can't register it. If you said, officer, here's my insurance. I own this car. I bought it privately. The DMV is closed, or I guess it's called now DM MVC or whatever it's called. Um, and I can't do it online because it's not that thing where they send you a PIN number. I, I think it's a shame, but maybe it's because it has to be this way because they don't know that you bought the car and th there'd be no way to verify it. So it kind of has to be this way. But, uh, and Mike agrees with me. I mean, you think about it. If Mike Heath stopped you or Don Hurley stopped you, now don't, don't get me wrong, there's smack jobs out there too. About one out of every hundred cops is, is, is a jackass. That's, that's pretty good though when you're talking about numbers, uh, which means 99.9% .9 or so, 99% plus, are not jackasses. So I don't know any cop that if you showed them the title of the car, that it is insured, 
and you couldn't get the registration because of a global health pandemic, but you are doing it as soon as they reopen, that you would ever have a problem. Most officers would say, have a nice day. I mean, they could, I guess they could technically ticket you, have your car towed and impounded for being unregistered, but you'd be able to go to your local municipal court and no matter who it would be, it, it, in the in the day, it could have been Chris Brown. It could have been Bud Broom. I mean, there's none of these guys. Um, Judge Switzer. I mean, legends. There's none of these guys that would do anything other than uh, apologize to you for the fool that wrote you that, and you'd go out of there. So uh, it, I will tell you what I would do. You need a car, and the system is right now imperfect. You do everything that you can humanly do possible. But if you if you decided to ride it with no insurance and stuff like that, then forget about what I'm saying. But you would have title. You would have insurance. You'd have the identification insurance card because, you know, they email that to you now. So you'd have that, and it would come in the mail a few days later and put that in the car. And if you ever got stopped, you're unregistered, which is not a good thing uh, if we're in normal times, you don't want to be unregistered because that can hurt you from an insurance standpoint, too. And then you would want to talk to um, whoever you're dealing with, with Kirk and Nancy and their team, if if you choose Shore Agency. And I, I would urge you to do that uh, with, can, am I okay to drive the car? I don't want to get something where I'm not insured because I'm not registered. So you you now have, you're empowered with enough information to know how you can proceed from here. Matt, back to you. Thanks, Harry. Um, yeah, nah, they, they wouldn't do nothing. You, you know, the worst case scenario, you go to court, you tell a judge, law department, they get thrown out of court. But if, you had it, but if you had an accident, though, your insurance company could say you were driving an unregistered vehicle, and, and they could uh, deny the claim. Uh, during a pandemic, it would be heartless and it would be reprehensible, but... It's something to consider. Yeah, I understand that. I, I I totally get it. But that's my exact point to you. Uh, my I, I know a lot of millennials. I know more than half the force probably personally. But I, I I don't understand these police departments around the country how this happens. Atlantic City cops, if that happened, they they would they would pick you up. They they might write you a ticket. You got to go see the judge or something. Hey, get out of here. Go home and go to bed. That's what the Atlantic City Council. Well, Matt, though, we have to look at the circumstances, though. Uh, I agree with you. The competency of the Atlantic City Police Department, I would put them up with any paramilitary organization on the planet. However, uh, th- this was a mob, and sh- short of gunning down the mob, uh, they aggressively took over this third precinct. They lit the place on fire. They had incredible numbers. So th- this whole narrative, Matt, I don't think this is is necessarily a fair narrative to say that this couldn't happen anywhere else. I would submit to you it could probably happen almost anywhere because to to for it not to happen you would have to be willing to just shoot them gun them all down on the spot and can you imagine the hell that there would be to pay for that. Uh so I'm not so sure that your narrative uh is is um is a good one or a fair one. Yeah, I just think the response time, I think they would be there so fast that it wouldn't get to that level is all I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm sure of it in Atlantic City that the response time 
would be so quick and so overwhelming that it wouldn't get to that point. Where well, let's they... do this, though. Let's find out. I mean, because Atlantic City Police, they're down a lot of numbers. They don't have nearly the, the amount of officers that they used to have. Let's look at the size of Minneapolis and and see how many officers they have. That's a major metropolitan city in, 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 in their state. Uh, again, I'm not so sure. I, I, I don't know that we have... Uh, the, the right or the ability to to make this um, this declaration that it couldn't happen. First of all, I don't know how many. I was asleep, uh, thank God. I don't know how many people uh, is involved in this mob that took this place over. They they may have they may have had numbers that were completely uh, overwhelming. So I'm not, I'm not sure, Matt. I know this. I've got to jump. So don't go away. Talk to you again. Uh, 609-407-1450 right after the break, which is only going to be about two minutes. You'll be up, and we'll get to you as well. So hang in there. We can definitely get two more calls in. We'll have 10 minutes when we come back uninterrupted. Seth Grossman at 804, Bob Progner at 835, Gary Aldrich at 9. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Catch Bill O'Reilly and the O'Reilly Update tonight at 7.58, 8.58, and 9.58. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let me follow up on that call with Matt real quick. And I have uh, a chief of police writing me. I have hero Mike Heath writing me. Uh, turns out that um, what hero wrote me uh, is exactly what appears to have happened. Mike wrote to me that, that it's impossible they were ordered to stand down. They had to be ordered to stand down. It's impossible otherwise. And I just received word from not one, but three other people that said that the mayor ordered them to stand down and to evacuate. So the mayor told them to evacuate their... That, now that, for a police officer to 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 run tail and... I mean, this is this is starting to make me like almost throw up in my mouth. Uh, this last report doesn't bother me very much, and and the listener, Tony, wrote me, don't know if you heard, and Tony, I didn't hear. That's why I keep telling people the, why we're always ahead of the rest of the media. It's not because of me. I work hard, yes. It's because of you. We have so many more people on our team than any news agency anywhere has. It's 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 wonderful, and I... I cherish it, and I never take it for granted. So Tony writes, don't know if you heard, CNN news crew arrested in Minneapolis for failing to comply with state police order to move. Bye-bye, CNN. Hey, the First Amendment's a beautiful thing, but you don't have the right to be a menace to a very, very serious police matter. So good. Lock them up. See when you get out. You can get separated in the um, the separate wing that they have, and you probably will have to be quarantined for 14 days. Other than that, you'll be just fine. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Hey. It's Ron from Ventnor. Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to thank you also for the flag. And also thank the wonderful chief, Doug Biagi. He's, he, he falls in a line of legends from uh 
Ronnie Fay to other Jerry Schaefer to other amazing chiefs. I'm leaving some people out, Cancelosi and others, but he's been a great chief. And uh, my my information, although I haven't talked to him about it directly, was uh, a friend of mine in Ventnor said, Harry, they replaced the flag because, you know, we spent a couple weeks trying to get this done. And they said it's because of Chief Biagi. He took care of it. So there you go, Ron. That's the power of the airwaves. The mayor was. Well, I don't know where the mayor was or or Chief Creepy. There's a creepy uh, um, commissioner of uh, public safety. Creepy wasn't doing his job. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say about the Como deal, uh, he should be held responsible. Yeah, I agree. For the deaths that are... COVID-19. It'll, in the senior living centers, because uh, I don't hold a, a CEO, a governor, a mayor. I mean, COVID spread, community spread, it's going to happen. But to give the order, and I know what you mean, Ron, we're talking about those that they knew were infected. Because even if you're recovering from it, you are still contagious. So he willfully, knowingly put people with the disease into senior facilities in direct populace to a community that is the most vulnerable to the disease. And yes, I, it'll never happen, but he should be indicted for all of those deaths. I absolutely believe that. Well, I believe the president, President Trump, uh, did the right thing. He built many hospitals there for them, many places for them to go. And he's sending them to that ship. Yeah, I just would love to know, why didn't you send them once, especially once the ship did have COVID-19 on it, some of the, the crew members, why didn't you put them on the, the U.S. Navy Comfort? Why didn't you put them at the Javits Center? Why did you put them into senior living facilities? Now, he's trying to blame President Trump, but that's nobody's nobody's buying that, that nobody told him uh, that that was the right thing to do. He decided that he was going to do that and he put he made it mandatory they they knew that this was terrible what was happening but they were told you have to take them well him saying that uh, the president okayed it let me put it this way a liar is a thief and if he's reelected the people in new york should you know well you know he's already he's already won three terms in new york you know that right so the median knows that's it for that. Uh, he's he's going to run for president. That's that's the whole point. Now, if Biden wins, Biden's going to be a one-termer, but he'll have a vice president who would then be running. So it's going to be a little tricky. But the whole idea is the media is propping him up, ripping Ron DeSantis, who's done a just about a spotless job in Florida. They can open uh, Universal Studios is opening in in like five days. Disney World's opening in five weeks. I mean, it's incredible uh, what DeSantis has done. He gets no credit. Cuomo has done an abysmal job, wrong about everything, and they make him out that he is the greatest because they're. it's like Obama. They're promoting Cuomo for president so he can do no wrong, even though he's done incredible wrong. Ron, I promised we were going to get him one more call, so i got to jump. Take care of Ventner. I'm counting on you. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry? Speaking. It's Joanne Platt. Hi, Joanne. I want to ask you, why haven't the politicians or somebody gone up in a group to the governor? 
I mean, this is going to be June the 1st. Yeah. Vegas is opening up on the 4th. Yeah. There's not going to be a town here, Harry. I hear you, Joanne. That's why I've been pushing in every interview that I've had with the governor, begging him, please. I mean, if the casinos don't open, some of them are never going to reopen. We're in trouble here. Joanne, I couldn't agree with you more. I want to give you a little bit of comfort, though. There is a wonderful Cape May County plan that Testa and a whole lot of great people from Cape May have done, including uh, Thornton and all, all the great people on the uh, the freeholder board. They've done a great job. Atlanta County has a very good plan uh, that, that deserves our praise. Everybody's trying. Our governor is a good man, but he's going too slow here. And no matter what has been brought to his attention to date, he is moving at a slower pace than most people would, would care to see. The casinos have to be given two, I think they should be given two weeks notice effective immediately or no later than Monday, June 1st, that they can get back open. Uh, because if we're going to wait until in July or later, uh, that's going to be a real problem, Joanne. A little problem. You know what they did to the two guys in Belmar? They oh, yeah. called up the, the water company, the electric company. Nobody would shut them off. They went in, Harry. They tore the lock off. I know. And they put their own lock on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I know. It's Gestapo. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. They also um, uh, stuffed the uh, sewer system with paper towels or something or said that, said that it was stuffed with paper towels. They have no paper towels in the Attilus gym, so it could not, could not have been them. Uh, yeah, they've done every creepy thing in the world. It's it's uh, it's scary. I'm just asking you, Harry. I am so down. I mean, what? Wh- I don't see any hope. It's not like he comes out and says, "Well, June the fifteenth, you can open everything." Right. So it's not like he kept saying, "We're not ready yet." Yeah. Ready for what? Depression. I hear you. This is this is this is a difference in philosophy of governance. You're absolutely correct. If Chris Christie were the governor, we would know when the casinos were reopening, or in fact, they might even be reopened. I keep saying, if Vegas can reopen, why can't we? The difference is, if you take the approach of you wait for a vaccine like California and some of their counties want to do, then you may as well forget about it because you're killing your state or your county. Uh, and that was the point I was bringing up to Governor Murphy. You can't, you can't kill our state and save the patient so joanne i i don't blame you for every word that you've said uh at some point if you said what can we do i say we stay professional but relentless and the pressure that will be brought to bear will be at a point where it'll have to happen and i think what the casinos are also going to have to do they're going to have to come up and say this is the date that we can't go past this date. 5.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Joanne, great call. They burned down a police precinct. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Bullets burning up. 
And that's what it sounded like in Minneapolis on the third and most violent night of protests over the death of a black man during an arrest. Looters and rioters throughout the night were smashing glass, smashing businesses, um, looting businesses, starting all types of fire. So uh, a lot of devastation uh, and damage left here uh, in the aftermath of these riots throughout the night. And we saw people, you know, smashing uh, windows with bats, trying to get into banks. We saw them looting stores, stores that have been pretty much emptied. Fox's Matt Finn says it has calmed after sunrise. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry says what's been going on is unacceptable. 500 National Guard troops have arrived to help, but President Trump has tweeted about also that the mayor of Minneapolis has done a bad job, a lack of leadership. And then another of his tweets got flagged overnight. He wrote about the Minneapolis rioters calling them thugs, dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, President Trump tweeted this morning that Twitter is doing nothing about lies and propaganda put out by China or the radical left Democrat Party, accusing the company of targeting Republicans, conservatives, and the President of the United States. The President also called on Congress to revoke Section 230, which shields social media companies from lawsuits over third-party posts. This after Twitter flagged the President's post about protests in Minneapolis, saying this tweet violated Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter determined it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. Dave? And Rachel, there were also protests in other cities from New York to Denver to Louisville where seven people were shot. One was critically injured. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. WBG Talk Radio 95.5 weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. This week's warmth and humidity peak today. Temperatures range from the sticky 60s this morning to a steamy 79 this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies and a chance for a pop-up shower or thunderstorm. One more push of showers and storms tonight. It's still going to be muggy with a low of only 68. And then tomorrow will clear to sunshine with falling humidity. Still warm for your Saturday at 82, then 72 on Sunday with sunshine and a refreshing breeze. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 
Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much and welcome back. Thanks for waking up early in the morning and TGIF one and all. Let's make it a great day even during a pandemic. It's four minutes past the hour. Seth is going to do the first half of the hour. Bob Progner is going to do the second half of the hour. Gary Aldrich will do the whole 9 o'clock hour. Uh, I can guarantee you uh, between those three, we will have great content. Seth, your ears must have been burning because I, I actually meant to text you. And, and it's one of those things, if, if it's ever happened to you, I actually had the link. And I thought I hit the send button, but then my phone must have rang or something happened. It never went through because I, w- I was writing a column yesterday afternoon for WPGTalkRadio.com. And with every keystroke, I was thinking about Seth and various conversations that, that he and I have had on air together relative to different countries and what did they do. Because one thing you got to give Seth a lot of credit for is he's smart and he does his homework and he looks at what we're doing, and then he looks what other countries are doing, and then we should that's how we should arrive at our strategies. We, we shouldn't just do something. Remember, we started out where it, it was not only wrong to wear a mask, but it might be unhealthy for you because you're always going to be touching, and then you could touch the, 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 the sticky virus, and so don't wear them. Only people that are having direct contact such as like a a healthcare provider, a nurse, a doctor, something like that. Then, of course, it turned into you have to wear a mask. Then, of course, the WHO, I went on their website, and they say what I just said to you, which was the first scenario, don't wear a mask. So it's just crazy. So rather than that stupidness, and we just did a thing the other day, Seth, where we talked about how something started one way and then it went the other way and then it went back the other way and they just keep doing this silly stuff but incontrovertible facts that's what you want to look at stuff that isn't projections and all these um pointed-headed scientists that that get it wrong so spectacularly so i was looking at america and our approach and japan and their approach relative to COVID-19. So I wrote a piece that I think is incontrovertible. It's by the numbers and by approach. And here was the premise. If 80% of the American people would faithfully wear face masks, which I know that Seth now does, there would have been no need to quarantine or lock America down. Let me explain. Because many will dispute what I just said. And I first didn't know what to make of it when I started to look at it. But I am very persuadable by this, and I believe that what I just said is quite possibly true. Because Japan did not shut down a single business. They did not quarantine a single person. Now, I also went and did some more math, because we're a country of 328 million people. Japan is 38% the size of America from a population standpoint. So I think that's important to, to point out. I mean, we have more people unemployed right now. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's not more people. I was using percent and actual numbers. But we do have 40 million Americans who are applying for unemployment benefits along with, obviously, the, the countless destruction of businesses because our approach was to quarantine the healthy, to shut everything down, And what did we get for that? 
more than 100,000 Americans have died of COVID-19, but less than 1,000 people have died in Japan. So what do they know that we don't know? What did they do that we didn't do? Well, everything. Everything we did, they didn't do. And everything they did, we didn't do. We shut everybody in. We closed everything down. We've wrecked people's lives. Probably for each 1% of unemployment, and it's at least 20%, it's probably higher. I think it's more like 25%. For each 1% of unemployment, 5,000 to 10,000 Americans have killed themselves. And nobody will tell you that, but it's happening. So look at that number on top of everything else. More people, I believe, have killed themselves or attempted to kill themselves than have died from COVID-19. So you can say what you will. Oh, it's just, you can't compare. Why not? Japan didn't shut anybody down. They went about their lives. They didn't quarantine anyone. And they've had less than 1,000 people die. Could it be that we just got it exactly wrong? That shutting everything down was worse? That that this this overused the cure is worse than the, the, the disease? Could it be true? Enter the scene. Seth Grossman. Seth, thanks for giving me the opening preamble because I wrote that yesterday and you were heavy on my mind when I was writing it. Yeah, well, well, thank you. And when you looked at the statistics for Atlanta County yesterday, I think what we had one death and 22 new infections for a population of 250,000. Yeah, and and then actually a few days ago we had zero. Then in the, I'd say in the last seven days we've had zero. You you mentioned yesterday two, and then there have been small numbers uh, all the other days. So we we did our job. Remember, the, the goal in the beginning was to flatten the curve and America came through big time, Seth. Absolutely. So there's absolutely no reason whatsoever for anything to be closed right now because people have common sense. Uh, people, uh, whether they wear masks or not, uh, they know if they have uh, you know elderly family members, if they have people who are sick, they know to wash their hands and stay away from them. So it's a matter of Governor Murphy simply just trusting the people of New Jersey to take care of themselves and to take care of their families. And uh, it's just punishing. There's just no reason for it. I know. There's so many people getting hurt right now. There, As you know, Seth, there are businesses holding on right now by their fingernails and, of course, others which have already foundered. They're, They're done. And it's just it's terrible to see this. There are some issues to consider when you're talking about opening up a casino that attracts from the tri-states and really from nationally. Uh, but, of course, Universal is going to be open in five days. They attract from all over the world. Disney World will open in about five weeks with some test uh, tourists and then six weeks uh, for, for basically everyone. Uh, I don't think there's any justification at this point to keep it this way. Uh, all it's doing is... It's destroying people's lives. You can say that we're not ready yet. You can say um, that, you know, I'm sure if I were the governor, it would weigh very heavy on me that people, if you stay open or reopen, Seth, I think we will both admit this, there will be additional people who will get sick and will die. This will not be perfect reopening, but there will be people getting sick and people will die if we don't reopen. 
and, and of course, if you say that nobody could travel more than 20 miles an hour in their car, uh, if fewer right. people will right. have accidents, if you, yeah. but there, there has to be something called acceptable risk. And what's, what we're learning now every day is uh, the disease itself uh, seems not to be the killer. It's the reaction of the body, people's immune systems. And some people react crazy. And now the doctors are learning how to suppress that. There was problem with blood clots. Now some doctors in Italy are figuring out just ordinary aspirin will prevent the, the clotting. So every day our doctors are getting smarter. So that's something else to be considered. So, uh, but, but it's interesting, Harry. The reason I called had absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with... Well, that's why I, that's why I did what I did I first, just in case. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to re- remind everybody that today is a completely forgotten Jewish holiday which I think has enormous significance to what's going on in America today. Uh, it's called the holiday of Shavuot, which means seven or which means weeks. Uh, the Greek name for it is the Pentecost. It comes uh, 50 days after Passover. And here's why it's so significant. Most everybody, everyone who's Jewish, most people who are not Jewish knows that the festival of Passover celebrates the Hebrews being freed from slavery in Egypt enjoying their freedom. We have a big celebration. We drink wine. We do all these wonderful things. Uh, and that's what freedom is all about. But the Bible instructs, instructs us to count for 50 days uh, the Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost is Greek for 50. And have this second holiday 50 days later called Pentecost or Shavuot. And this reminds us that uh, we were not free when we were able to be, um, when the you know, the, the slave master was not telling us what to do, and we could do whatever the heck we wanted to do. That was not freedom, because then the strong could pick on the weak, uh, the rich could pick on the poor. It was total chaos. It was total anarchy. That the Jews really did not obtain freedom until we got the Ten Commandments, until we got rules and laws that everybody respected, that we had responsibility to go with the freedom. So today is the holiday, and of course it's a forgotten holiday, that celebrates the giving of the Ten Commandments. Obvious question, but I want to pose it. Uh, and I have a day timer that I've been carrying since uh, probably the late 80s. Uh, and it has some of the most obscure holidays that I've never even heard of. And of course, as soon as you started talking about a holiday that's forgotten, I went into my day timer and... It's rare, but there's no holiday. Listen, so it's it's forgotten on the daytime or two. Why is something so significant so forgotten? Well, that that's important. In fact, one of the uh, most respected psychiatrists in the world, a guy called Viktor Frankl, uh, he loved America. He was a refugee from Nazi Germany. And he said America's big mistake was to have a Statue of Liberty in New York. And he spent his life trying to build a statue of responsibility in California mm. uh, to show that the two went together. But, of course, he did not do that life dream. But when you think about it, uh, you're free, uh, but nobody can enjoy freedom unless everybody else respects your freedom. Uh, that everybody follows the same rules, that you honor your parents, you don't kill somebody else, you don't mess with somebody else's spouse, you don't steal, you don't give false testimony. You're not jealous of what your neighbor has. You work hard to get uh, what he has for yourself. Uh, and when you think about it, uh, that the Ten Commandments are really the negative way of saying that we're all entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So the connection between the Ten Commandments 
and our Declaration of Independence uh, are, are really striking. Let me get the break in, and we have one more full segment, Seth, uh, when we come back in just a couple of minutes. I never heard of Shavua uh, until you just raised it. So it's it's so forgotten that probably almost every single person listening has not heard about it. Very interesting. We'll continue our conversation with Seth Grossman. Bob Progner is going to join us after the bottom of the hour break. Back in just a few minutes with Seth, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 